You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Welcome back. I am excited to introduce the church family and all of our friends to a dear friend of mine. My guest today is Jamie Kraft. Hey, Jamie. Hey. Jamie is the house manager at our refuge house, our transition house that uh, that we're blessed to be a part of down here in Hattiesburg. Jamie's got a fantastic story about how God delivered him uh, from from meth use, from addiction, and really just from a, a life far from God. So, Jamie, I appreciate you being willing to come and share with us, man. Thank you. I'm going to tell you this. Uh, I don't know if you know it, but you have been a terrific blessing to me. You know, the months that I've had to get to know you, you're in my Sunday school group, and I get to see you several times during the week when you come to drive your Meals on Wheels route sometimes or on Wednesday nights at church. And I just want you to know you mean a lot to me. It's awesome for me to see who God's made you to be and get to know your testimony and see where he's brought you from. So thanks for being the man that God's calling you to be, Jamie. Um, Church family, as as you listen to Jamie's story today, uh, my goal is that hearing my brother, who's a member of our church, and one of us share his story will kind of open everybody's eyes just to the journey through uh, struggle and addiction, but also give you some hope about God's rescue and, and the recovery process. And so Jamie's going to share his story, and it'll be a blessing to all of us. Well, Jamie, let's get started. Um, I mean, everybody more or less begins in the beginning, so let's do it. Let's talk about uh, Jamie Craft as a young man, like what was... What was it like in your formative first years, you know, your family life growing up as a kid that sort of set you eventually on a path that would lead uh, to an addiction to meth? What was well, your childhood like? Well, my mom and dad split up when I was around seven, they, and I was bouncing back and forth between my dad, my grandma, my mom. And one day my mom got married to do, and uh, she, she took me to my grandma's, dropped me off with my clothes. So I ended up staying with my grandma. Then my dad got married, you know. And I just I just lived back and forth, just, you know, going back and forth between all them for years. And I got fourteen when I turned fourteen, I started working with my cousin. So that was that was from seven to fourteen. Yeah. All right, so from age seven to fourteen, you're uh you know, you've survived a divorce and a couple of remarriages for your parents and you're back and forth in different houses. A lot of transition for a young guy. Mm-hmm. All right, so 14. You're 14 now and you're starting to work? Yeah, I was starting to help my cousin hang sheetrock. Okay. And we was on the way to work one morning. And uh, it was during the summer and he lit up a joint. Okay. And I, I hit it with him. And I started smoking weed from me. So you started at 14 with marijuana. Yes. And um, I'll be honest with you, you know, as a youth minister, for the the first several years that I was serving at Carterville, a lot of the a lot of the students that I had then who eventually went through a period of addiction to drugs or alcohol, honestly, part of their journey was when they started smoking marijuana. So it's a familiar course right there. All right, so at 14, you're smoking marijuana, but not long after that, you started to use meth. Meth. What happened? And I have a meth addiction for 20 years, you know, and just somebody, one of my cousins come by and had some meth, and I tried it one night. How old were you? I was probably 15, 16, somewhere up in there. All right, wow. And I tried it, and I liked it, so I started doing it just on weekends. Yeah. And then it got to doing it every day thing. Okay. I started cooking, selling. Okay, so so you were you were using, 
You were selling. And you cook, were cooking. All three. All right. Uh, where did that take you, Jamie? Uh, to jail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So how many times did that take you to jail? Uh, well, a bunch of times. I've been to prison twice. I know I've been to jail probably three times. All right. I remember you, you told me that you were just in a cycle where, you know, you, you'd get arrested, you'd just pay your time. I could do my I get arrested, I could do my time, I come right back out. I might be clean a week or so. And I go right back to doing it. I got gotcha. time. Then I get my pro, my PO would catch me. I had to go do a little time. Then I just it just then I finally just ended up, you know, last time I OD'd in January June third, twenty seventeen. All right, so when you say that you OD'd, I mean, you and I, have, I've heard your story. We've talked a little bit. So your overdose uh, was a fairly serious experience, wasn't it, Jamie? Yes, I flatlined three times in that one night. So you you flatlined three times? Yes. Once at home? Once at home, once at, on the way to Jackson, and once at Jackson. Wow. How did uh, – now, I've got friends who were not as fortunate who we lost to an overdose, uh, and I, I know other friends who overdosed, and it didn't break their addiction. But for you, that experience, that overdose, somehow connected you to the Lord. Would you tell us about how that overdose got your attention and helped you connect with God? Well, I went to Rice Soaks on July 31st, and on August 8th, I gave my life back to the Lord. Awesome. And, um, I st- you know, I dug in, you know, got what I went there for, you know. About three months, four months in, God spoke to me and said, give back to him what he gave to me. So I went to the director of it, Brother Dave, and asked him, can I be stay, stay on staff? He said, well, let me pray about it. All right. He prayed about it when I, right before I graduated. He said, you know, you stay. Well, That's awesome. You, so long you, as you want. So while you are at Righteous Oaks, you were saved? So you baptized after that, Jamie? Yes. I knew you did. So you're saved and baptized. You gave control of your life to Jesus Christ. And then there came a moment where God spoke to you and said, give back. And so you now you're you're finishing up your six months of treatment, I and you're asking on, for permission to stay. Yeah, I stayed on those seven more months. Wow. And you served those seven months. Yes. Then I went home. I did good to December of January of 2008. Nineteen. Okay. And I, I messed up. A little relapse. I relapsed, and uh, so I um, went to see Patrick. I called Patrick, the, the, the guy that owns runs the refuge house, and asked him could I come. He said sure. So he come. I come, and there ever since then I've been. Time to get out of time to get out of your hometown. I had to get away. Well, I know everybody's story's different. You know, and I, I can't prescribe, you know, one one thing for everybody. But I've talked to several of my brothers and sisters who, in their process of recovery, they just had to change. They had to change the people and the places. Because, you know, for you, how long how long were you a meth addict back home? 20 years. So 20 years, you know, of all your friends and, in your case, even family members and every every everybody you know and everything you know is built around an old lifestyle. I know some folks who've had to physically move to another town to start over. Uh, it's a hard thing to do, but I'm glad that God brought you here. I'm really glad that God well, told you. I know Carterville been praying me for ever since I went to Righteous Oaks. That's awesome. Because Patrick, Ezell, and them, they, yeah. they've been praying for me for a long time. Yeah, well, man, we're proud of his story, too.
Um, so Jamie, you moved. You you looked up and said, "I've got to get out of town. You know, I don't want to relapse again." I gave my life to the Lord. There was something about that experience. You and I have talked about this before. So twenty years, you you cooked, sold, and used meth. Well, then after you gave your life to Jesus and after you were baptized and after you said, "I'm here to serve." Well, when you go home and you relapse, how'd that feel? That was different. You've told me. It, it, don't, it ain't the same. It's like God, when I was a relapse, God convicted me right then. That's awesome. Work and I just spirit. kept on, you know, I kept on dabbing. Yeah. And I didn't want to dab no more, so I called, you, you know. And that's like where Proverbs come in, Proverbs twenty four sixteen. Yeah. It said, man, falls seven times, it gets right back up. Yeah. Well, man, I'm glad that you got back up, and I'm glad you had the wisdom and the determination that, to follow Jesus and say, where, where do I need to go? What do I need to do? Like, you know, God told Abraham, you know, take your family, leave, leave your leave your family, and pack up all your things, and go to the land I'll show you. And in faith, Abraham got up and followed God, and you did the same thing. You know, he told you to leave home, and here you are. And now I get to see you serving. Uh, I see how you serve at the refuge house. I see how you serve in your Meals on Wheels route that you deliver. I see how you serve our Sunday school community. I see in my in our group, I see how you serve the church. I see how you serve in Celebrate Recovery on Sunday nights. And I love what God's done with you. I love the new direction for your life. I do too. So, Jamie, what would you say? Is there any, any hope that you would offer to somebody who's where you were? Say, uh, you know, maybe there's a 25-year-old out there listening right now that, that is stuck. You know, that meth addiction owns them the way it once owned you. What would you tell them? Either find a Celebrate Recovery or go to find a rehab to go to. You know, you can't do it on your own. You got to find God. Yeah, and and I just, man, I just, I wish that they could be in the room with me right now, just to see you, just to see the different person that you are, and and how God's using you now. I'm really proud of you, Jamie. Thank you for telling your story. I hope that our church members will uh, find hope and encouragement in it. I am so glad that God brought you to Carterville and that you're part of our church family. Thank you. Thank you for having me.